Welcome back to episode 68 of the Purple Rain Podcast with your boy Sutton Def. Simply AS1008. Who is that below us? Just tell him. Who is that? Well, I, I'm glad you said below y'all because I certainly am. And that's engraving viz is team keep it clean. So it's, it's nice when the rain gang and team keep it clean. We come together. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Love man. to see it. Man, thank you yes, for coming sir. on. Thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, um, man. We appreciate you so much. We know this was definitely a uh, last minute too, but um, we appreciate you nonetheless. There's a huge elephant in the room tonight, of course, that we'll get to. Um, and everybody in the chat, I'm sure, is getting ready to uh, want to talk about that. But before we start talking anything Ravens related, let's just see who is in the chat here tonight. Uh, let's see, we got our guy Mod K Dog in here. It says, "Yo, what's good, Rain Gang family? Happy Monday to my guys. Simply AS10 and Sutton Def." Um, what's good, K Dog? Purple Rain Pioneer. You guys already know the deal with K Dog, man. Uh, Daquan Jones in the house. What's up, gang? What's up, Daquan? Night Gang, Douglas, YouTube. What's up, Rain Gang? Darius, the official. Prayers for JK, man. Of course, we're going to get to that. Prayers for JK. Um, Chris Reed, Rain Gang. What's good? Hoodie Raimi in the house. Mod Raimi in the house says, Yo, what's good, Raimi? How you doing, man? We appreciate you for coming through. Click mm-hmm. one, Zach George, X Lee, one session. We see all you guys. 2K crossover, Spencer the Realist. You guys are going crazy tonight. You guys must have mm-hmm. something to talk about. Y'all must have something on y'all chests. We're going to get to it all tonight, man. We appreciate you guys for coming through to episode 68 of the Purple Rain podcast. Just real quick, some housekeeping things. Make sure you go ahead and hit that like uh, button mm-hmm. on the video. I almost I almost said hit the like video again, Alex. I you see, I call myself. <laughs> I call myself. <laughs> I've been saying that the past couple episodes in Graven. Trust me, it's been bad. Uh, it's but yeah. good, Make sure you go ahead and follow us on Twitter or Instagram as well. This guy up here, Simply AS10. You can find him on Twitter at Simply AS10Prod and on Instagram at Simply AS10.prod. Uh, you find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sutton Def. And as you guys already know, man, you guys can see his at handle down there at Engraven Vids, any and everywhere. <laughs> Look them up. Google them. Google them. Yeah, don't Google <laughs> No, don't do that, man. <laughs> yeah. We got a guy, Boz, in the house. Says, yo, Rain Gang. What's up, Boz? Mod what's Boz in the house. We appreciate all the mods in the house tonight. Oh, Dan yeah. Wolf in the house. What's up, Engraven? Alex Sutton, it's Deco. time for the regular season. Mm-hmm. Duvernay Dan in the house. Appreciate you for joining the stream. Uh, yeah. Also, if you um listen to this podcast after the fact, and you're part of the hashtag replay gang. Big shout out to you. Uh, make sure you leave a hashtag replay gang in the comments because we love to see that. We love to see it. Also, you know, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. So make sure you check us out okay. on there as well. Yeah. And the season's about to get started. So it's about to be a whole right. lot, a whole lot of content coming. Oh, yeah. A whole lot. So make sure you guys are ready. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get right into the topic at hand tonight. The elephant in the room, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, J.K. Dobbins going down with a season ending uh, injury, a torn ACL and possible other damage to other ligaments yeah, in the leg as well, too. which is mm. terrible. You, you don't you don't love you hate to hear that. You hate to hear that. Um but like like our guy Darius, the official said at the uh, beginning of the show, prayers out for J.K. First and foremost, prayers for him, his family. You know, you know, everyone's worried about him. Everyone who's close to him is worried about him. Us as Ravens fans, you can only imagine if we're worried about him. People who yeah. don't know him personally, his family members, people who are close to him, they probably uh, feel it a lot differently, a lot right. differently. So, um, prayers up for J.K. Man, but just I want to get you guys' initial reactions um, and then I'm going to kind of pose the question on what the Ravens are going to do going forward. So, Engraven, I want to start with you here. What was your initial reaction to hearing uh, this news of J.K. Dobbins? What was like your knee-jerk reaction? It sucks, but the show must go on. And I think um, 
it with J.K. Dobbins, the Ravens, they are obviously a lot better with J.K. Dobbins than without. But this is a, a blow that they can withstand and, and they'll be fine moving forward. Um, with the run game, any running back that's back there next to Lamar Jackson, that boosts their stock, it boosts their value up like crazy because um, defense has got to worry about Lamar so much and they got to worry about the running back too. Um, so the dudes that we got, Gus, obviously, he's been a starter before, got the experience. He's going to eat. Uh, Tyson Williams, who's probably pretty much a lock. John Harbaugh pretty much confirmed it, that he's a lock to make the roster, even though this is something that we all already knew. Um, he's going to do his thing too. Uh, now for that third running back spot, that's where it gets a little bit tricky. But, um, oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm talking too much. Knee-jerk reaction. It sucks, but they can, they can still get it done. All right, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Alex, what about you? Oh boy. Um, is it bad when he went down? Like you kind of know, you just know, um, when it's JK Dobbins, you just know he's going to get up if he's fine. And can we just talk about this Washington football field? It's cursed. I put a tweet out about it. It's actually cursed. Um, please fix your field, Washington. Um, but yeah, I have already seen, you know, fans wanting to sign Gurley, signing Le'Veon, as much as that can be cool and all, I think we're cool with what we have. I mean, just think it back. I think Tyson Williams, there's no film on him. These defensive coordinators don't know what he really can do in a real game situation. Let's run with him and Gus. I'm cool with it. Then for the third, I mean, we'll get in that later, but it's between Justice and McCrary. But um, we can talk about that later. But something, what do you think? Man, knee-jerk reaction. I actually wasn't even watching the game at the time that mm -hmm. it happened. I just got the, uh, the notification to my phone, which was – kind of even worse it was just it completely took me off guard and you know obviously my knee-jerk reaction was just like okay this is going to make our stock plummet a whole lot you know jk dobbins was supposed to be one of the key pieces to making this offense go in the 2021 season for the ravens and without him it definitely is going to be tougher because i know a lot of the game plan was based around jk dobbins and what he can do uh, not only running the ball but of course i know he was working on pass catching abilities as well um, so, like I said, knee-jerk reaction. I was very, very disappointed, just as every other Ravens fan um, was as well. But, you know, like Engraven said, man, the show must go on. And it's next man up. Uh, and I, I have all the faith and confidence in the world in our next man up. So that can go ahead and segue us into uh, this question that we're going to pose here. What is next for the Ravens? Obviously, um, Gus Edwards is going to be the uh, the running back one now. Mm -hmm. uh, but what? How do we? How do we really feel about Gus Edwards really taking the throne as a uh, running back one uh, over J.K. Dobbins this year, guys? I mean, they they really don't have any choice but to since J.K. is out now. Um, but with Gus, this is somebody who everybody uh, who whether a Ravens fan or not, uh, you should have confidence in Gus Edwards. Um, I think his rookie year, there was that that crazy stat where. He didn't get tackled for a loss. Well, he only got tackled for like one one loss out of all the carries yeah. that he got. Um, Gus Edwards is somebody who's been extremely successful in a limited amount of carries uh, for the Ravens. And yeah. me personally, I, I think uh, a lot of times that they held Gus uh, his carries back uh, due to uh, financial reasons. Um, but that's a whole nother subject. But now Gus, they paid him now. Well, they gave him a contract. He didn't get paid, paid, but... They got him wrapped up uh, contract-wise. So now they can feel free to really use Gus Edwards. And, I mean, they ain't got no choice since uh, since J.K. Dobbins is out. Um, you talked about running back one and running back two being Tyson Williams. But for that third spot, it's an unknown right now. Now, Harbaugh today, um, he said that they're kind of confident in the guys that they got already. 
Um, they're comfortable with the guys that they got already. But that's something that we've heard before. Remember Eric DeCosta when he said, oh, yeah, we love our wide receivers. <laughs> it's disrespectful that y'all would talk about our wide receivers like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't really pay too much attention to that. Yeah. Then Alex. for like the Gus Edwards, I mean, I've been saying it. I think we've kind of disrespected him and underutilized him, underused him in all aspects. I mean, the guy averages five yards a carry. And even – I don't want to go back to, you know, a playoff game, but we talked about in 2019. What if he got more carries? What if he got more carries against the Bills? The first series he had two back-to-back runs for first downs, and then we didn't see him again in the fourth quarter. Mm. If we can get a steady dosage of Gus, I don't know what this offense can do. I mean, in 2018, yeah. when he was the running back one, it was nasty. In 2021, when he's the running back one, I'm expecting even nastier. A steady dose of Gus. It's interesting you say that because, like, and you also said he averages five yards a carry for his career. It's actually 5.2, I believe, which is insane, which means every two times he touches the football, he's getting a first down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, listen, man, if we get a healthy dose of Gus Edwards, maybe we'll realize that this is what we needed all along. And Gus Edwards, he's not just that bruising running back. You know, you're going to run him on the inside zones, run him behind the the left and right guards all day long. He can actually catch passes, too. We saw that last season. He also Mm -hmm. had a he had a a, what what was that one against the Giants? I think he went for like 34 yards or something like that. Caught it, shook somebody off. Yeah, yards after contact. Mm -hmm. Like the, the guy has it all. The guy has it all. And honestly, of course. This whole J.K. Dobbins situation, it sucks. But the silver lining to it is that we are going to see the true potential of Gus Edwards, because the truth is we probably would have never gotten to see it um, with J.K. Dobbins as running back one because we'd have been using him so, so heavily. Um, So, you know, Gus Edwards stepping into that RB1 spot. I mean, in a lot of ways, he deserves it. He's worked very hard. He stayed down. He stayed patient, that sort of thing. And he's every time he's come into the game, he's always done something positive. Hence why, you know, uh, Engraver brought up that stat where he does not lose yardage. He does not lose yardage. So um, I think that we would definitely benefit from having him as our running back one. And we're definitely in good hands. So we have our first Super Chat donation coming from Spencer, the realist tonight. Thank you so Thank much, you, man, Spencer. for joining the stream and for donating to the show. We appreciate you. Says, honestly... I think the season will hinge on how much more passing they can accomplish in games and Lamar's ability to pass better to wide receivers. If that happens, we are beyond okay. Not worried about JK. Thank you so much for uh, your donation, Spencer. Thank you, Spencer. And it's funny because you actually texted me yesterday. I, I don't I don't remember exactly what you said because I don't know if there's any explicatives in there, but it basically was like, oh, dang, like JK is gone. And I think I said to you, I was like, this passing game better step up now. Um, this yeah. is what I think we've prepared the whole offseason for. Sucks to have to happen, but this passing game better be above average now. Before the season, I said if our run game is uh, elite and we have an average passing game, we can get to the AFC Championship. Now it has to be above average. We've been working for this the whole offseason. Let's see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true because um, that's been – one of the biggest things holding the Ravens back is just them just having an average to even below average uh, passing game. And I, I think that a, a big part of it, too, is just uh, the diversity in the passing game uh, because they definitely have efficiency. And efficiency is more important than yards and whatnot. Uh, but now this year, diversity is that much more important. And being able to get different guys in positions to have them succeed and being able to use different guys in different situations and come playoff time, everything just not just going through number five with Hollywood, but it has to go through Duvernay. We obviously got Sammy Watkins now and Rashad Bateman. He'll be back too, and, and Prochet. So 
they they just got to get everybody involved and use everybody to their strengths, man, to really make this passing game evolve. Okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely agree with that. I mean, the passing game is something that's going to be, you know, relied on heavily with this injury of J.K. Dobbins. And I think that's why it definitely puts more pressure on Lamar Jackson. Um, But I also think it puts a lot of pressure on Greg Roman, too. And -hmm. this is what I'm afraid of, guys. I'm afraid of that. You know, this this season can go either one of two ways when it comes to, like, our offense and running the football. We can either use Gus Edwards as our legitimate RB1, just like we were getting ready to do with J.K. Dobbins this season, or... Greg Roman can go back to relying heavily upon Lamar Jackson's legs. And we go back to that. And, you know, that could be a whole different thing. That's what I don't want to happen. That's what I'm afraid of. You know, you guys agree? Mm. Um, a, a lot of times we did see throughout really the past couple of years, not even just last year, but where Greg Roman, since Lamar Jackson is Superman, then it seems as uh, Greg Roman sometimes will look for uh, Lamar Jackson to almost save him. Uh, and bail him out and just make something crazy happen. Uh, but mm. this was looking like it was going to be the year. Or we were hoping that. We, I can't even say it was looking like it, but we were hoping that this was going to be the year where Lamar may have not necessarily run less, but have less designed runs. Because right. we know Lamar, the, the most dangerous runs for him is when it's a passing play. He's looking, ain't nobody open. We didn't heard that story too many times. But he's looking, ain't nobody open. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to just take off. Uh, and then he always makes something crazy happen. Uh, but we we want that to be more of the case rather than some of these design plays for Lamar. Not to take away the designs for Lamar now because you want to use his ability um, right. to his ability, but just less of it and more relying on the running backs too. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think Roman will probably go back. I mean, it hasn't failed him yet with you know Lamar running it but I like I said I want to see what Gus can do because Gus is a 1,000 yard rusher in any other offense beside the Ravens 100% I think that I think if Tyson Williams is our number two he'll get five to 600 yards I'm confident on that with this Mm -hmm. offense and with this scheme I would Mm -hmm. bet money on it let's let's see uh, what the rain gang is saying in here we do have another super chat donation coming in from Jabari Cruz Ellis thank you so much Jabari. Jabari (laughs) <laughs> appreciate you says what's up guys and graven slash purple rain gang collab also gus the bus 1000 yard season incoming book it i'm there okay. with you yeah I'm there i like it i like that i definitely think he can get a thousand what do you have like 700 seven something uh last season yeah, i think so something around like that yeah. something something yeah. like that and i think six right, to yeah. 700 in 2019 too when ingram was here so as a number two right. putting up those type of numbers yeah Really good. So let's see here. Got a guy, Taquan Christian, in the house. Uh, yo, what's up, Engraven? Team Keep It Clean. Alex Sutton and Rain Gang. How you doing, what's Taquan? We appreciate you for joining the stream. What's going on? Um, man? Let's see. We got our king in the house. Says Prochet starting week one. Prochet looking good. Had that hey. touchdown catch. And the stare we down. We talked about Tyler. Mm-hmm. Can he please start just for that? He deserves a starting spot. The catch, the stare down, everything. <laughs> right. Let's see. Um, we have our guys from TTV Ravens Media. Big, big yep. shout out to those guys over there. Uh, says, what do, you guys think about, yeah, what do you guys think about possibly adding Duke Johnson as a pass-catching running back option? Mm, okay. I'm cool, with, I'm cool with Justice Hill, to be honest, if we were to have a pass-catcher. Because he can play special teams, too. He's a really good gunner. And just the money, too. I'm not too sure. It'll probably be very small, but I'll keep Justice Hill. 
That's his. I, de- depending on with McCrary, um, if he doesn't make it, I wouldn't mind a Duke Johnson uh, because, yeah, he is a really, really good pass catcher. He's somebody that I remember with the Browns, they used to line him up a lot in the slot and whatnot, so they treated him like he was a wide receiver. Uh, he can play special teams, too, as far as returning. But um, Duke Johnson, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I, I wouldn't mind them adding him. He's still pretty pretty young, too, but he's been really good. And he's from Miami, so a little biased there, too. Ah. <laughs> yeah let's see yeah i think we're i think we're good with our backfield honestly um i know a lot of people are talking about maybe bringing in like todd Gurley, uh but i think at this point i think we can rock out with what we've got if we need to sign somebody down the line and these guys aren't really stepping up like gus and um mm-hmm. tyson williams aren't doing it for us then so be it but for now i think we're good i believe in gus and gus we trust we're all aboard yes. the right gus here. bus for sure mm-hmm. um let's see our guy Hoodie Ramey chimes in and says, man, it sounds like Todd Gurley's knees are shot and it hurts my heart. I, mm. I read something about Todd Gurley the other day. Somebody was saying that, like, you know, he'll never get back to um, he'll never get back to the uh, where he was before with the Rams, you know, in that season. Um, and because of injuries and stuff like that, and it, that is sad. That is unfortunate. But mm. that's one of the reasons why I was never really a huge fan of him coming to Baltimore. Um, I know he's from Baltimore and like the stars are aligning and everything like that. And at the time, it sounded like a good idea. It was a couple of months ago when he originally bought him in. But I'm mm-hmm. not too much of a fan of bringing in Todd Gurley, man. No, no more injury prone, you know, guys. That's just me, though. I still am. No, for obvious reasons. I mean, with Todd Gurley, like right now, he's not a need. Uh, but it it would be nice. And especially for the Ravens, because they don't tend to go with the uh, the young players, um, especially at certain positions. They don't tend to want to put such a, a heavy workload on the young players. Um, right. So I could I could see them. I don't think it'll be Todd Gurley. I could still see them bringing in a, a veteran running back, though, um, because you don't want to think of it like this. But you got to prepare for it like this. Uh, yeah. What if I'm having a Gus? And then they'd be like, oh, OK. Uh, yeah, Tyson would he would have more on his plate at that point, but you know Ravens wouldn't want that. So and it's, and again, back like my guy Ramey said in the comments earlier, he said you know you know the, those press conferences be a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, so I, I do think the Ravens are definitely looking for somebody to add. I wouldn't mind rolling with what we got, but I think the Ravens are certainly looking to add uh, another running back. So what what were you thinking for um, carries for Gus Edwards on average, like over or under like fifteen carries a game? I hope over. Over. Hope he was so. getting that sometimes even as a backup, depending how the game was okay. going. Got you, yeah. got you. Got Team yeah. Ramey here says, give me 20 carries a game for Gus Edwards. Okay. Here, here's Amen. my only worry. Because look at Todd Gurley. I know he has the arthritis, but the Rams, that's all they had on their offense for a while. And they overused mm-hmm. him. That's why running backs in this league have such a short career span. Look at Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott now. I mean, I'm not going to say he's declining, declining, but he's not the same person he was before. I don't want that to be Gus. That's why I wouldn't mind a vet coming in, taking some carries away, because Gus can be a starting running back for four or five years. But if we have somebody behind him, let's just keep on getting more out of him. That's my only worry, that mm. wear and tear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here from the rain gang. Let's see our guy Hoodie Ramey chimes in again, says, just to be real, that inexperience in the backfield, excluding Gus Edwards, has me concerned, but I got faith. Yeah, man. I don't know. Gus Edwards, we from what we've seen from him, I think that he has all the potential in the world to like be a certified true running back one. And the, the thing that really solidifies it for me is what we talked about before and just him being able to be a pass catcher as well. And he proved that last year. 
Um, for his entire career, he's hauled in 70% of the passes that have come his way, which is pretty good for running back, you know. So I think that going into this season, as long as as long as Giro, as long as Giro utilizes him correctly and Lamar and Gus can start to gain chemistry, that sort of thing, um, we'll be fine. Like like our guy Raymond says, I have faith. I have faith. Is your dog um, on the Gus bus too? My dog is definitely on the okay, Gus bus. Like, I know you guys I'm can probably like, hear him in the background. Nah, he's, he's on the he's Gus bus. He's making it known. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my dog. Um, let's see what else we have here. Ramey says about Tyson Williams. He said, I am on the Tyson Williams train, but the dude was doing it against preseason competition, not doubting his ability, but it's a point of concern. What do you guys like about Tyson Williams the most? Now, one thing real quick about Ramey's comment he was doing it against like backups and whatnot in preseason competition, but he was also doing it with backups in preseason offensive line. So that could go both for and against him. Uh, so imagine him. And, and then another thing too, he wasn't doing it next to Lamar. Like we were talking about earlier, Lamar cr creates that pressure uh, for opposing defenses and, and he makes it that much tougher for defenses to be checking for those running backs. So, yeah. Yeah, he was going against preseason competition, but he had preseason help on his side as well. Uh, so him playing with starters, better wide receivers, obviously better offensive line and even better quarterback, that could go in his favor. Mm. To your question, what I love about Tyson Williams, his pass yeah. blocking. Mm. And that's been very, very poor from the Ravens running backs that we've seen, you know, what J.K. Dobbins mm. did against the Bills and just in prior years. That right there, I love he would just – He'll take the hit, but that rusher is not getting to the quarterback. I love mm. that about him. So I think he earned his way on the team. I'm happy that he has gotten this chance because he he deserved it. So let's just hope that he can get to playing time. Yeah. I'll be happy with it. Uh, let's see. Our guy Samuel L. Jackson chimes in and says, the main thing that we need to be concerned about uh, with this the O-line. The O-line. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was looking good you before J.K. got hurt. I'll be honest. It was looking pretty good. And then he got hurt and it just went downhill. I yeah, it was a short sample size. Um, yeah, and ah, but yeah, when they they got the pressure on Lamar, I think what they got they got to him like twice, right? Because I know he got sacked once, but I know they got they definitely got pressure on another play too. Sacked um, the play after JK got hurt. Mm, but it's uh, yeah, it that yeah, Samuel, it, it is definitely a big concern man, moving forward, um, especially. Uh, just the the unknown right now and the the biggest unknown right now i think is the left guard position um i do think right now that ben powers has the edge um but it's looking like ben cleveland soon enough uh that he's gonna be the ben that ends up taking over hmm. yeah i mean and that guard position is definitely going to be more important than ever uh this season because i, I think I mean, as we know, Gus is he's more of a bruising like runner, like running back mm -hmm. type thing. Old That's kind of like, yeah, old school running back, you know, right up the middle, hit the hole hard, that sort of thing. Uh, and that relies heavily upon like your centers and your guards, of course. So I think that with that being said, Ben Powers and Ben Cleveland, I love the competition that they're having. I think that mm -hmm. eventually, like Engraven said, uh, Ben Cleveland will eventually get the job. But and I'm not you know, I'm not opposed to that at all. I like what I've seen from both of them so far. Um, but I mean, as long as just, this O-line, man, the O-line is like, who who said the Samuel L. Jackson? He's definitely right about that, because without this O-line, nothing, nothing on our offense is going to work at all. Right. Nothing. 
And you know how much execution uh, or how important execution is to the Ra- yeah. Ravens offense with all the pre uh, pre snap motion and mm-hmm. everything that we like to call, you know, execution is everything. So uh, an execution starts from the offensive line. So you're absolutely right there, Samuel Jackson. We appreciate you uh, for chiming in there. Let's go ahead and pull up the super chat donation. This one's coming from our guy King. King, uh, thank you. Appreciate you, man. Shout out to you. He says, "Shout out to you guys." I think AP would be a beast with us. AP, he's. I mean, I'm yeah, nice. he, he got experience. He got good experience, and he's obviously done well. Um, yeah. He's been a historic runner, um, and and he he got some really nice jump cuts. Uh, so AP, yeah. He, has he been in this type of offense before? I don't really think so. But um, AP with just his experience in the game, yeah, he could be. He, yeah, he could. I, I got to look at his uh, film from last year to see how he was looking last year because I don't I don't remember. What did he play for the Lions, right? Was that uh, last year or the year before last? I know he was in the Lions. I can't remember. Uh, he was, yeah. definitely was. Uh, well, yeah, we, just, we, <laughs> we had to see what he, he got. So many teams. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, our guy Boz chimes in and says, like the video. Yeah, make sure you go ahead and like that video, guys. If you're just okay. coming in here, make sure you like the video. And if you're enjoying the yeah. content tonight, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. We appreciate you guys. This is episode 68 of the Purple Rain Podcast. We got a guy, Deshaun91, chiming in. Says, I think Le'Veon Bell is the best fit because of his pass catching. Plus, he was the, be- uh, the best back in the NFL last time. He was in a run-heavy offense. I'm torn on this because like, when he was really good – the whole Steelers offensive line, all pros and pro bowlers. I'm not trying to take away what from Le'Veon did, but I just – I don't really see it. I didn't see anything with the Chiefs. I know it didn't work. I just, I'm just i not a big fan of Le'Veon to Baltimore. That's me. Le'Veon is nice. He's not nice for the Ravens, though. Um, he's a good running back, but he his style is not a fit for what Ravens do at all. He's he's patient. He's a very patient runner. They hand the ball off to him. He waits, waits, waits for the hole to open up. And then he'll hit it. But with Ravens, you got to be quick, man. Like uh, Sutton was just talking about uh, with how complex this offense and how complex the run game is, you need the offensive line to be on point. But the running backs, they got to be on point, too. And you got to be a, a really quick decision maker. So Le'Veon Bell, he, he wouldn't be a good fit for the Ravens. Pass catcher, yeah. yes. But as a runner, no, nah, his style. Mm-mm. And to think, I I remember when he was a free agent, I listened to his rap album thinking he was going to say he was signing with the Ravens a couple of years yeah, ago. I, I thought it was going to happen. That's an hour I didn't have in my life. I can't get back now. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> all right, guys. So, let's let's talk a little bit about – um. let's talk about Tyler Huntley, you know? Let's talk positive. about what he I'm did. Cool with that. I'm cool Yeah, with that. in the last let's preseason game. Going off for five touchdowns, was it? Five a touchdowns. Huntley five. Mm-hmm. A Huntley five, right? Not a Jackson yeah, not five, a, Jackson. a Huntley five. <laughs> that was crazy to see. Uh, what What did you guys really take from that um, Tyler Huntley performance? Do you think that other teams might be scouting him out, trying to get him up off the Ravens? Or what do you, what do you think is going on there? I don't think he'll be on the Ravens next year. This year, yes, but I don't think he'll be uh, back with the Ravens after this year um, because the, the film is out. They saw they showed he showed little flashes last year too in his rookie year, undrafted rookie free agent, no offseason, and he showed flashes there. Uh, but now like it's really out there. Like, and this guy, everybody knows as much as you hear media and analysts and all that talk about Lamar, they say all these little wild takes and all that. Players know who Lamar is, players know what Lamar can do. 
And if a team has an opportunity to get a Lamar 2.0, get Tyler Huntley, they're going to take it, especially if they got, like, quarterback problems and whatnot. They don't know who their guy is going to be. Uh, man, they, they better jump on that. And, and I think that um, it would be bittersweet, though, because yeah. Tyler Huntley, man, we love that dude. He's from South Florida, too. Um, but he uh, he just been killing it, man. And you you want to have somebody as Lamar's backup. Uh, you want the best player possible as Lamar's backup. And he's like a perfect backup for Lamar Jackson. Um, but then at the same time, you want them to go all, go off and be able to do their own thing and be able to get an opportunity uh, to start one day, especially in the quarterback position. Um, so I think this year, yeah, they he ain't going away this year. But I think next year, I think that'll be a wrap. Pain. I was actually <laughs> super impressed with him. I mean, his the throws he was making, Deion Kane had to come down with two of them. That's oh, a man. different story. I was, mm, I was rooting for Kane. Um, but also Benjamin Victor looked very, very, very good. Uh, I don't know if we do let him go. I don't think he'll clear waivers. I think he will get picked up by another team, but for Huntley, I mean, the throw, he did the touchdown throw he made to Eric Tomlinson rolling out, throwing it like cross body. Like that was, that was, that was nasty. That was super nasty. And it's all around. I mean, I saw people say he could start for like Washington football team. I mean, him or Fitzpatrick, I'm taking him right now. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there's a ton of teams that could use a Tyler Huntley. Unfortunately, yeah. I just mm-hmm. hope he's here as a backup. A couple more years. I got Ramy. I got Ramy says someone is going to try to start a replica Ravens offense with Tyler Huntley. Mm. Hey man, the Ravens kind of they took the league by storm with that whole Lamar Jackson led offense a couple of years ago. I'm sure there's other teams who still you know are in the market for a quarterback who would be down to try something like that. And Tyler Huntley, mm-hmm. he's 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 shown that like. When Lamar comes out of the game and he comes in, not much changes. Not much changes at all. The game speed doesn't really change that much. You can tell it's not overwhelming for him. You can tell he definitely deserves that QB2 uh, QB two role over Trace McSorley uh, mm-hmm. for sure. And and as some, somebody said in the chat actually here too, let me bring it up, uh, Darius the official, my guy, says Tyler was throwing dimes. He was really mm-hmm. throwing dimes out there, man. Like yeah. we're talking like taking three-step drops, going through his reads, progressions, and just delivering dimes, strikes. Like and you just love to see stuff like that. You love to see it. It gives you that reassurance, you know, to where if anything ever were to happen to Lamar, um, just like how, you know, in the Bills game when Lamar went down and Tyler Huntley had to step in. Mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley didn't do all that bad. He did get us downfield. Um, and Mark Andrews, of course, didn't haul in that touchdown, but you know. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Memories, right? <laughs> yeah, Tyler Huntley, man. He, we're, we're definitely very, very lucky to have him in Baltimore backing up Lamar Jackson. Let's see what else you guys are saying here about Tyler Huntley. Samuel L. Jackson says, I agree with Engraven. There will be an offer that the Ravens cannot refuse for Tyler. Man. If we got a fifth round pick for a kicker, what could we get for Tyler Huntley? For Tyler I Huntley, mean, EDC exactly. would work his magic. Mm-hmm. Fleece somebody. Lisa and somebody. Um, we got Kimberly Harmon in the house. Says, what's up, everybody? What's up, Kimberly? How you doing? And I appreciate you for joining the stream. Um, so see. Snipe Gang Douglas says, you guys think Josh Oliver is making the team? For sure. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Oliver, yeah. Definitely balling out. Um, let's see. I got With Oliver making the in. team, though, it kind of hurts me because that means Tomlinson won't. You know, I'm a big Eric Tomlinson guy. Now, wait. I don't think it means that, though. For especially yeah, um with, with Nick Boyle. Don't, don't give me hope. Don't give no, me hope. Because for real. Um, I, I think uh I think what they're gonna do, Oliver makes it from jump. 
Uh, and Nick, obviously Andrews is the other one that makes it, but Nick Boyle does too. But Nick Boyle, since he's not ready yet, I think he makes it. But then they put him on IR, so he misses three games. Because uh, Harbaugh, yeah. when Harbaugh said, "Oh yeah, he," I don't expect him to play enough week one game. With Harbaugh injury talk, if he if he expects somebody to miss one game, they're probably gonna miss three. So with uh, I think they cut Eric Tomlinson, and then uh, they end up bringing him back after they put Nick Boyle on injury reserve. That's what I think. So I, I, I think he'll be back, man. Depending on Nick Boyle. Okay. Okay. I mean, speaking of uh, Nick Boyle and uh, other guys who won't be ready for week one, uh, Jimmy Smith also won't be ready for week one as well. Um, The injuries are piling up, guys. The injuries are piling up. I hate to say it, and I've said it a couple times here on this show. It really sucks that it's happening uh, during this time because I know guys aren't going 100% yet. We haven't even started going 100% yet. Haven't even gone full go. And, you know, we're already losing guys left and right. And it's just, you know, it sucks. But we're stumbling into the season. And I think once we, you know, get our feet wet under us, you know, during the season, maybe three, four games, and we'll start to hit our stride. We'll be good, guys. Uh, by the way, Ramey says, in DaCosta, we trust. Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely going to flip something. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to make a good flip for uh, Tyler Huntley and, you know, any other guys that we have, too. Jake Verity. Verity. Uh, let's see. Josh Price says, I was at the game Saturday. It was so cool seeing how hyped the team was when Tyler was balling out. Yeah, That's cool, I mean, You love to see that, too. Right. I love to see that. I know uh, Tyler Huntley and Lamar Jackson actually used to play against each other in high school. Uh, I think Tyler Huntley actually beat Lamar Jackson's team mm-hmm. um, at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you know the backstory on that, Engraven? I mean, that's it. <laughs> Tyler that's Huntley, it? Okay. Lamar was talking about it the other day, too. He said it was frustrating. He said it was always frustrating going against Tyler Huntley, man. But Again, I think next year it's going to get even more frustrating because y'all are going to be getting paid for it because y'all are going to be playing against each other as professionals. But we'll yeah. see. We will see. We will see. By the way, we have about 87 and 90 people watching live right now. Thank Big you, shout out to you guys. Thank you. thank you guys so, 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 so much. Make nice. sure you go ahead and like the video. Go ahead and hit that like button for us. And if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well because, like I said before, the season's right around the corner, literally only a couple weeks away. And we mm-hmm. are planning to have so much Ravens content coming out for you guys. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and stay locked in <laughs> for more Ravens content and for more Purple Rain. Um, also, make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe to Engraven Videos as well if you're not already. Make sure you go to Engraving Vids on YouTube. And, you know, like I said before, just Google them. Just Google them. You'll find them everywhere. You'll find them everywhere. <laughs> now, um, some, something that you were just talking about real quick was uh, about all the injuries piling up. Um, and it has been a lot of injuries. Jimmy Smith, he's still out. Marlon Humphrey, I think he'll be fine by week one. But Hollywood's been out, but he's back. He came back to practice today. Boykin has been out. Um, Deion Kane, Benjamin Victor both got banged up in the last game. Of course, J.K. Dobbins, and the list goes on. But the one um, one good thing about all the injuries that the Ra- – well, not all of them, but the majority of the injuries that the Ravens uh, have had is that most of them have not been season-ending. Of course, there's L.J. Fort and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, those guys are unfortunately out for the year. But with everybody else, they'll be back. Everybody should be back within the next month, month and change at the most. Um, so that's one like silver lining with all the injuries and whatnot. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I hope those only two season enders. I mean, it's oh, unfortunate. It, it's unfortunate just this early that like we're dealing mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And I yeah, saw a couple yeah. people say it feels like the Niners of last year, and it, it does. But let's just hope that this is it. I mean, injuries, it always, you can't really avoid them. 
but there's always that one team that gets hit with the bug. I just really hope it's not us this year. I, nah, I mean, it, I mean, it, as Ravens fans, we're we're used to like adversity and stuff like this happening um, to the team. Like maybe not so early in the season or even before the season starts, but we have our lows. Like remember last year when we had the COVID outbreak. You know, yeah. we've we've been through things Fun before. Times. We've been through things Fun before. Times. Is the, is my point here. Uh, and I think that we'll definitely get through this for sure. Like I said, around like week three, week four, um, once we start getting or hitting our stride, uh, I think the injuries won't be as prevalent. That's that's fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's the hope. But yeah, so far it's been it's been kind of rough. Been kind of rough. So let's see what else you guys have in here for us, and then we're gonna go ahead and transition to our question segment of the night. We got a guy Can we Gerald talk about the, the game house. real quick? After, what up, PRP? Talk about like the game. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Yeah, what up, PRP? What's up, uh, Gerald? We appreciate you for coming through and joining the stream. He also sends a super chat donation. Uh, we appreciate kid. you so much, Gerald. Man. Gerald pulling oh. up from the logo. Per no. usual, we appreciate you. We appreciate Gerald. you, Gerald. Uh, says, we'll miss my boy J.K. Dobbins, but our running game is still very strong. Yeah, Gerald, we just we're just talking about that at length, man. We we believe in Gus. All aboard the Gus bus, man. Gus, we trust. Yeah, and Gus we trust. Like He's, and Gus we trust. Yeah. yeah. Five yards of carry. I mean, you, you can't really – you can't beat that, man. He falls forward. He can catch out of the backfield. He can pat. He's good. He's good, man. Whoa, I would, thank you so much for your Super Chat donation, Joe. We do have another one rolling in from our guy, Ho-Dog. Our guy. Uh, big shout-out to you, Ho-Dog, man. We thank appreciate you, you. We love you. We love you. We appreciate you, man. You guys just pulling up from half court tonight. We – Man, uh, we appreciate y'all so much. So, so much. <laughs> All right. um, Hodog and Gerald. Hodog and Gerald, <laughs> Two man. Goats, man. <laughs> Two goats, Two goats. Certified Purple Rain Pioneers, man. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So, you wanted to talk about the game, right, Simply? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the good parts, obviously, the pro catch, the touchdown, and then mm-hmm. the Talon Wallace touchdown, too. I'm a little yeah. confused mm-hmm. um, how Talon Wallace got a, a flag and James Prochet didn't. I, I didn't know folding your arms. Is a t- I, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I just i am watching the game wrong, but um, it was good to see those guys get some action. We've been hearing about Prochet do it in camp all offseason. Yeah. Right. Seeing him doing it in-game, like that's one of the few times a Ravens receiver had my jaw just like, I didn't. I couldn't believe a 50-50 ball and we caught it. That's yeah. something else. Couldn't believe a 50-50 ball and we threw it. Yeah, oh. we don't get those. But oh, um, that too. Yeah, that was nice, man. Um, yeah, like you said, we've been hearing so much about him and Cam Prochet catching everything. He beating all the corners and doing this, doing that. But we hadn't seen anything in the game, so it was really nice. It was nice to see. That's what I love the most, man. It was nice to see Prochet used. For mm. what they drafted him for, for what he yes. specialized for in college, that's yeah. been the biggest problem on, with the offense, man. Them not using guys for what they're good at. Mm. We finally got to see that with Prochet. Hopefully, in Las Vegas, we get to continue seeing that with everybody, man. Yeah. <laughs> it only took a year. <laughs> <laughs> it took a year. <laughs> Yeah, man. Thanks. Speaking of uh, James Prochet as well, on that touchdown that he had, I mean, as we all know, his helmet did come off, but he did kind of mm-hmm. hit the DB with the stare down afterwards. Oh, yeah. and, you know, well-deserved. Well-deserved, and I love to see that sort of stuff. Hopefully it doesn't mm-hmm. draw flags in the regular season because, you know, they're getting softer with that too, the no-fun league, as we all know. But I love that that 
energy, that attitude out of uh, James Prochet, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of stepping up and being that dog. I mean, showing that dog mentality. Uh, and hopefully we can see more of him in the regular season because um, I definitely think he can be a strong asset for this team for sure. Uh, Tylen yeah. Wallace, I was definitely impressed with his touchdown catch as well. Um, kind of adjusting to the ball, getting down low and just kind of, you know, coming down with it. You know, that was very impressive, too. Um, but I think one of my favorite like highlights from that game the other day was early in the game when Lamar was still playing. He had that pass to uh, Mark Andrews outside the numbers. He can't throw them, though. I mean, he can't do it. I mean, I, <laughs> he can't do it to the Internet. You know, that was Tyler yeah. Huntley. That wasn't Lamar Jackson. That wasn't him. Right. Mm. Obviously. Yeah. So. I don't know. That was that was my favorite play of the night, man, because it just it was five wide, empty backfield. You know, Love Lamar that. goes through his reads and he finds Mark Andrews open, his favorite target, and just throws a strike. It was a strike out there. You know, it didn't, mm-hmm. you know, hang out of the ball, didn't hang out in the air too long or anything like that, give you know anybody a chance to uh, make a big play on it or anything like that. Um, it was a strike, and you love to see that. So see, so we have another super chat donation. This one coming in from Cam UI pronounced Cam We. Cam We. Okay, I got you. It says engraven, my boy. What did we talk about? Two downhill killers and Williams 220 pounds and Gus 235. Devin on the gadget plays will be okay. Trust. Thank you so there much you for the super chat donation. Man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Downhill I killers, man. I mean, I didn't know he was 220 pounds. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big yeah, boy, man. Defenses beware. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh and, and absolutely. something that he brought up in that uh in that super chat was Devin Duvernay. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. Um, especially with, with JK going down. Uh right now it's Gus Edwards, Tyson Williams. And there's a lot of question marks for who the third running back is gonna be, whether it's McCrary, whether it's Justice Hill, if he's even healthy, if they bring in somebody, whatever it may be. Um, but he was saying, and then I was talking to somebody else who said the same thing too. That um with Devin Duvernay, it's a possibility that he gets used even more as a gadget player. And that's so one of his biggest comparisons, especially when people watched him last year, uh, was Debo Samuel and uh, from the 49ers. And we know that the way that they use him, like they don't just use he is a wide receiver, but they have him lined up in the backfield, they have him lined up in the slot, they have him lined up outside, they got him lined up everywhere. Just he's a football player. Um, so yeah. That could be a possibility too uh with a Devin Duvernay. Yeah. Yeah. Um would you guys like to see Devin Duvernay, you know, in more of an actual receiver role and less of a gadget role? Because I feel like as a receiver, he could actually do some damage as well. That's just me. Um, but what, what do you guys really think about Devin Duvernay and in, in his role in this offense? Gadget player only, or should we actually be seeing him in a, a lot of different pass sets? I would love if he was uh, used as a wide receiver more. Um, yeah. Last year, I, I always call him the jet sweep king because yeah. that was yeah. what they did with him. Just jet sweep, jet sweep, jet sweep, kick return, uh, punt return too after they benched Prochet from being a punt returner. Um, but I would love to see him just utilize more. Again, use guys for what they specialize in, man. Get him involved in some little screens, little bubble screens here and there. Get get him some passes in the open field. Like he he can do some stuff, man. He can go to work, um, yeah. but you got to give him a job first, man. So we yeah. heard about his speed come out of college, and like mm-hmm. we saw it on that kick return. When yeah, he had a touchdown. Like, Jesus. where is mm-hmm. get him in open field? Let's see what he can do. And when he was in open field, when he had a jet sweep, when he had the one play against the Bengals, took off like 40, 50 yards. We saw mm-hmm. what that that speed kills. 
right. get him the ball more. He's a playmaker. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, guys, let's go ahead and just talk about the the roster moves that the Ravens made uh, today. Because, as we know, by 4 p.m. Tuesday, uh, that 53 has to be finalized. So they're getting ready to do that. And they made a couple moves today as mm-hmm. follows. So, obviously, they put uh, J.K. Dobbins on season-ending injured reserve. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, also released wide receiver Devin Gray and also CAOC Mariner, both of those guys, mm-hmm. wide receivers, um, and also offensive lineman uh, Michael Schofield as well. So what did you guys think about the uh, the roster moves that the Ravens made today, getting rid of Devin Gray, Mariner, uh, and Schofield? No shockers yet. No surprises yet. The, these so far, every move has been expected. So no surprises yet. Tomorrow is, is the real day. Yeah. Right, right. We'll find out. Yeah. We will. I mean, any bold predictions? Like bold? Mm-hmm. Anthony Levine gets cut. Ooh. We did talk about that last. I, I have either him or we Trace. Did, yeah, yeah. Depending what's going on with Trace. I mean, you said Trace. Yeah, like you he, did say they're Trace. They're talking like he will, but there's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Kenji Bob. What's his last name? Bahar? Bahar. Bahar, yeah. Yeah, him on a practice squad. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened too, but I think I think if Trace gets cut, I think he'll clear, clear waivers. And I think they will bring him back to the practice squad. I don't man. I don't think they'll carry three. Really? I don't. I think they'll keep one on practice. Well, obviously Tyler Honey ain't going nowhere. Um, yeah. But I think they'll keep Trace McSorley on practice squad. Cause I really do think he would clear if they cut him, if they waved him or whatnot. So nobody would pick him up. I don't think so. He's not a starter. It's not like he hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't really lot, shown. Yeah. He hasn't really shown a lot. Well, I mean, like you know. That, <laughs> no, because, okay, I'll, <laughs> I mean, I was I was at the Saints game and like I said, he just looked like he had the number two position. He wasn't playing with that fight. I'm like, you're still fighting for quarterback too. I mean, I kind of lost a little bit of that joy and I love I had for, you know, Trace McSorley besides the memes, but I wouldn't be surprised if. Mm, And we love stashing players, like K-Dog says. Mm -hmm. King's at it. Uh, So let's see. Yeah, Raven's going to stash McSorley. Uh, We do have over 100 people watching live right now. Big shout out to all of you guys. We appreciate you guys so much for joining the stream tonight. Uh, make sure you guys go ahead and like that video, like the video, mm-hmm. and subscribe to the channel if you are new here. Again, this is episode 68 of the Purple Rain Podcast. If you've never been a part of the Purple Rain Podcast, welcome to the Rain Gang, the hashtag Rain Gang. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts as well. Um, real quick, we have a uh, hot take here from Oscar Lilienthal. Thank you so much for joining the show. It says, Bold will be Boyk- uh, Boykin. Hope it doesn't happen. Do you guys think Boykin is uh, locked to make the uh, roster? No, I don't know. Um, I think he could. I think he could be stashed. Uh, IR stash. Um, oh, I didn't think of that. I just because that hamstring injury. He's just been out. He hasn't played in any preseason games. He hasn't practiced in forever. Um, and Ravens have got to get a small sample size of life without Boyd. Um, so I, I think they could uh, act on that and put him on injury reserve. Hey man, I mean Boykin. I don't. I just, I just don't know about him, man. I've, I've said it here on the Purple Rain podcast a couple times before. I feel like he kind of gets a bad rap because if you look at like his numbers, he is one of the more productive receivers 
uh, on the Ravens over the past, like, I think, like, what, last year? He was, like, what, top three in, um, you know, catches or something like that when, you know, in a receiving course. So he turned it on. He turned it on and then and he had touchdowns too. So and then the offseason, everybody just kinda like craps on him and no one likes him. Uh what do we call him on last week's episode, Alex? Um Miles the Mystery Boykin. We just don't know. Yeah. We just oh, never know with Miles Boykin. Boykin. Yeah, yeah, like and we don't know if he's gonna make the team either. So we'll see. We will see. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So going ahead and moving on from that, I think now. Uh, we can actually go ahead and get into our question segment for the Let's night, talk. which is our favorite segment, you know, me and Simply. Um, <laughs> basically, this is where you guys can ask us any question that you would like, whether it be about Ravens football, whether it be about other teams in football, other sports. If it's not about fantasy. sports, it's about music, life, it's fantasy, fantasy football, anything, anything. You can ask us about anything here on the Rain Gang Q&A segment. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kick it off here with who's got our first question. Who's got our first question? Garnett West with our first question. What did I miss? Okay, Garnett. So you missed <laughs> us talking about J.K. Dobbins. Um, you missed us talking about uh, Tyler Huntley balling out. We talked about uh, the roster moves that we made and everything like that. Uh, so make sure you just go ahead and rewind so you can catch up on that. Replay also, game. Garnett, uh, hashtag replay game. Those. Also, in Gus we trust. In Gus we trust. Just know that. Um, all right, so let's see. We do have a before we get into any questions, we have a super chat donation coming from Jordan Yates. Thank you so much, Jordan. We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, says, I want to see Huntley go to the Panthers or the Washington football team next year. Hmm. I agree. It depends. It depends what Darnold does. I I would like yeah. Washington football team. You know, with Curtis Samuel, Scary Terry, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas. Ooh, I would love yeah. to see him on that offense. Okay. That'd be dirty. That would be dope. That would be dope. Yeah, I I really just want to see Tyler Huntley get a shot. I mean, he mm-hmm. deserves it. I feel like he's balled out. He deserves it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going ahead and moving on from that one. Thank you so much for your super chat donation. Travis Dow is going to come in with our first question here. It says thoughts on the Donda album from Kanye West that just dropped. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was what twenty six or twenty seven tracks, right? Yeah, a long nice. album, long album. I didn't even get I to love. get through the whole thing yet. I listened about half. It's pretty good. I loved every minute of it. Okay. And um. Real quick, I just got a little PSA about Donda. Uh, not listening to Kanye West, it doesn't make you progressive, edgy, or even cool. So anybody that's like, oh, man, I don't want to hear that. You, you're not extra cool. You don't get extra cool points because of that. Right. I wonder who said that. That's your boy. That's me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Sutton Death, man. <laughs> Speaking my mind, man. But I, that's how I feel. I feel like people, it's like a trend to not like Kanye, you know, and that kind of like, you know, it's weird. To me. Like, so like like yeah. Yeah. You know, narratives. I hate them. All right. Let's see. Moving on here. Esco City G says favorite basketball player. Um, for me, favorite basketball player of all time, it's got to be Kobe. If we're talking about current, I'm probably going to go with Kyrie Irving. Um, just because I am, I'm a, I'm a fiend for some good handles, man. I love some good handles, man. Kyrie Irving has the best handles in the league, arguably. So for my money is Kyrie all time. Kobe, what about you guys? My all time was Chris Webber. All time. Really? Mm-hmm. Chris Webber from the Bullets, from the Kings. Yep. That was my guy, man. You know, he um, called a timeout without having any timeouts oh, left. Lost his team the game. Come on. <laughs> what the hell was that? What, Michigan? Not Michigan. Was it Michigan? Yeah. Or was it that? I think it, it was, was yeah. Fat five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah, now, for me, though, John Morant, 
favorite basketball mm. player right now. Okay. Okay. John Morant. I like that. I like that. One of the young guns. All right. Let's see. Next question is coming from Tyler. Tyler um, says, what do you guys think of Manchester United? I'll let you, uh, let you take the reins. They're looking very, very, very good. Right there, man. Oh, man. They got Ronaldo back. They're looking very good. <laughs> I mean, listen, my team literally is at the bottom of the table. So soccer right now, me, we aren't in a good relationship. I'll just be honest. It's not good. Oh, yeah. Y'all follow him on Twitter. If you do, you have seen the tweets. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. simply going off about that side. Of the team. Like, man, you get me scared for him. <laughs> right. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. All right, so let's see. We got our next question here from uh, FinSanity5. Thank you so much for joining the stream tonight. You? It's fantasy football sleepers. Fantasy football sleepers. Have you guys oh. done any uh, fantasy drafts just yet? I know our league yeah. is still pending. We're still filling up the spots. We're, um, we're but full. We're full. We're full now. Oh, we're full. Okay, bet. Yeah, oh, cool. So yeah, draft will be soon. Draft will be soon and very soon. But I've done one or two fantasy drafts so far already. Um, one of my sleepers, who do I have? I had a. I like Jamar Chase. I have Jamar Chase um, on my roster. I had him. He's kind of like deep down there. I don't know how how well I'm going to, you know, or how much return on investment I'm going to get off of him. But who do you, who are you guys' early fantasy sleepers? I would stay with that same team um, and go with Joe Burrow. Uh, reason being Burrow. because I would expect the Bengals to be down in a lot of games. So that would force them to have to pass the ball more. Uh, so mm-hmm. then points would go up. So I, I would go Joe Burrow. Yeah. I know nobody's uh picking up Jamar Chase right now either because of all the drops and everything like that that he's had in training yeah, camp yeah. and you know a couple preseason games. But listen, I'm telling you, I feel like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase will get that chemistry together, and that's gonna be a special uh a special connection. What about you, Alex? Um, I mean, I have one draft and one pick I'm really happy I got was LaVisca Chenault from the okay. Jaguars okay. because they okay. use him everywhere and anywhere. And also I picked yeah. up Sammy Watkins because you know week one, Sammy. You know what he does. I'm going to start on the first <laughs> week, and then I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see. Go ahead. Moving on to our next question oh, yeah, here. Also, Darnell Mooney from the Bears. I forgot. Darnell Mooney. Mooney. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ramey says fantasy sleepers. Gusto. I mean, that's not oh, yeah. a bad take right there. I mean, Gus Edwards, his stock is rising in fantasy. You know, mm-hmm. I would definitely pick him up. I would definitely pick him up. Um, all right, let's see. Antoine Knox says, hit the like button, people. Yeah, hit that like button. Yeah, Appreciate you, Antoine. Dwas, yeah, yeah. um, Dwas says, who is your favorite NFL referee at Alex? Let's, just, <laughs> I, let's pose to everybody. I mean, I know who my favorite isn't. That's John Hussey. I don't know if you remember the, the Chiefs game last year. Terrible game. Terrible officiated game. Um, mm-hmm. But favorite, I don't have one. I hate them all equally. <laughs> yeah. I, say, I don't have a favorite either. I don't think I have a favorite. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ugh, gosh, um, you engraving? Yeah, nah, I, c- I can't think of any by name right now, man. Uh, but just whoever, whoever gonna call it down the middle. Uh, there so that go. will probably be that will probably be none of them. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's see. Next question is coming from our guy Jabari Cruz Ellis. Thank you so much, man. Says, what do y'all think will be the surprise team in the NFL this year? Mm. I, with all the legal stuff, depending on how everything goes, and, and you know what, this is this is not even contingent on the, if the trade even happens or not. I would say the Dolphins. Um, if they added Deshaun Watson and he can play, um, now I'm not condoning if anything happened. We don't even know. 
Um, but if Deshaun Watson, minus all the off the field stuff, if Deshaun Watson does go to the Dolphins, I think that makes that team so much better. But even without him, I think that team is a sleeper team. Um, they they were in the playoffs for a little bit last year. Then they end up getting out. Uh, but I, I would say Miami. Okay. Surprise team for me, depending how early Justin Fields starts, mm. I could say the Bears. I okay. mean, I'm liking what I've seen from him. I mean, they got the the weapons. The defense is, is solid, but it's just – when will they cut the leash on Dalton compared to Field? Mm. That's but if Field starts at the right time, I, I'm going to say the Bears. Mm. Okay, okay. For me, I mean, this may not seem like it's such a surprise because this team is normally uh, at least decent or good. I'm going to say the Rams. The Rams have been, you know, kind of held back for a while, and you know, a lot of people think it's because Jared Goff, including myself, and now they have Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I see Alex over there, and now they have Matthew Stafford, man, and like I feel like he is going to be the key to that puzzle. You know, he can actually make something happen when the pocket breaks down, when you know there's muddy waters and things don't always go according to plan. He can actually extend the play, make things happen. He's a veteran; he knows how to read defenses very well. Uh, so you just had to plug him into the right system, you know. Now, am I saying that they're going to win a Super Bowl? Not sure. But do I think that they can come out the NFC? It's very possible. It's very possible. So if I had to say a surprise team um, in the NFL this year, I'd probably say the Rams. And maybe maybe like the 49ers, too. I feel like the 49ers will be really good this year. Hmm. Um, them and the Cardinals. Trey Lance or Jimmy G? Who's that, who's that quarterback? <sighs> Man, it's a tough one. I would love to see Trey Lance quarterback uh for them but i know it's going to be jimmy g from week one for sure uh mm -hmm. trey lance has not had you know the experience nearly enough experience you know to just be handed the keys to the franchise so soon so it's definitely gonna be jimmy g what about you though what do you think i think jimmy g and then until he gets hurt or just starts playing bad then trey lance will come in mm. let's see all right we have another super chat donation coming in from Oscar Lilienthal says number one Carter fan. Hashtag shout out to Carter. Big shout out. <laughs> Appreciate big shout out. Big shout out to Carter. Big, big shout out to Carter. Um, all right. And thank you so much for your donation. All right. We'll take a couple more questions from you guys here. Uh, we already talked about this earlier. Kyle Reese, Todd Gurley, a good move for y'all. Yes or no. Um, we're kind of split on that. Um, I know Alex kind of wants Gurley to come to Baltimore for obvious it. reasons. My heart, yeah, just, his heart's in it. Yeah. Me and Engraven, we're we're not, you know, we're not so sold on that. Not so sold yeah. on that. But I, um, I like how Kyle Reeves. He he did ask the question below. He said, "Todd Gurley, a good move for y'all, yes or no?" But earlier, he had a statement. Well, it was actually a question. It wasn't even a statement. He said, "Can we address that Todd Gurley is a bad move to the Ravens?" So he let his thoughts be known that he ain't feeling it, man. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Kadol says, smash that like button. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, Ramey, our guy Hoodie Ramey chimes in, says, which Baltimore Ravens player would be best at the Milk Crate Challenge? <laughs> huh. I would have said J.K. Dobbins. Oh, honestly. Oh, I mean, at running back, he's, he can be light on his feet. You know, that makes sense, right? Yeah. I'd say Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood, that makes sense too. Yeah, I like that. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Makes sense. I like that better, actually. Uh, all right. We'll take one or two more from you guys here. K Dog again, smash that like button. We appreciate you, mm. man. Uh, 
Huh. Our guy Hoodie Ramey says his surprise team is the Washington football team. I uh, got them winning the East. I have really them. okay. Yeah, 100%. Got you. That's a good one. Let's see. All right. Garnett West says, Oh, I got a sour patch question. Do we do a Cam Camera scenario this year between Roman and Martin? So are we gonna fire if hey if that's what get us to the Super Bowl? I'm with it because that's what happened with Cam Cameron. He was offensive coordinator. Then they got rid of him during the season. Went to um Caldwell. Uh, so hey, if they got rid of Giro during the season and then they promoted uh, him, then I okay, and they get us to the Super Bowl and we win it, no problem. But I I'm hoping that we don't fire Giro because that would mean that uh our offense is doing bad. Um. Or they might be a little stagnant, but we'll see, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. We'll end it off with this. Two rings. Montana says, what do you think our record will be at the end of the season? So record predictions. Mm. What are we thinking? 12 and 5. I'm between 11 and 13 wins. I'm between. I was thinking 11 and 6. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Between that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we will might we might have like a low point at some point in the season, just like normal. You know, we drop a couple games here, uh, and then we finish the season strong. But I think eleven and six is fair. Twelve and five is also very fair too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will go ahead and leave it at that. Yeah, win the division games. But we're gonna go ahead and leave it there for tonight, guys. We appreciate you guys for coming through to episode sixty-eight of the Pro Brain Podcast. Big shout out to our guy Engraven Videos as well for coming through and joining us last minute for this hour-long stream, hour-long podcast. We appreciate him yes. so much. Make sure you guys go ahead and Thank subscribe you. to his YouTube channel as well, and make sure you follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Engraven Viz. Right, at, you know, right how you see it right there on the screen. Right there. If you're not watching live on YouTube or you're not watching the replay gang on YouTube and you're watching the audio-only version of this podcast, just at Engraven Viz, and you guys will be able to find him, man. All right, so with that being said, yeah, of course, man, we appreciate you. Uh, With that being said, this has been episode 68 of the Purple Rain Podcast, and I'm going to let my guy Alex take us out. A big shout-out again to Engraven Viz joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And a big shout-out to everybody going back to school. I know school is starting up again. I'm wishing you guys the best of luck. Uh, Hopefully, you know, great school year for you guys. But as always, thank you for coming through to the Purple Rain Podcast, episode 68. And as always, stay positive, test negative. And most importantly, call God. We're going to catch you guys in the next one. Peace.